February, February 5th, and he loves food. He loves his mother very much. <laughs> He's a mama's boy. Um, and Hunter Ketterling, he loves himself some Hunter Ketterling, and and um, which is great. So when he's around, he'll reach for him, which which I appreciate. And he also loves bath time. So that's our little, little yeah, family. So that is our family. We've been here at Homestead since almost the beginning. We came a few months after it started, and we've been loving it ever since. So we wanted to do something a little bit different today. We just wanted to uh, have a little informal conversation. So we're talking about prayer uh, over the month of February. That's kind of our focus. Prayer, memorizing scripture. We want to grow in these areas as a church. And so today, that's what we're going to talk about. We're just going to go back to the basics and talk about what prayer is. Uh, so what is prayer? We're talking about personal prayer today. Okay, so your relationship with God, the quiet time that you have, the times that you're reaching out to your creator. And so that is what we're going to focus on today. So what is prayer, Brooke? So prayer, simply put, is just communicating with God. It's it's sharing our feelings, sharing our emotions, and being real with God. I believe he truly wants to know our real and raw feelings and emotions. And I think the best place to see this in scripture is actually in the book of Psalms. And when we look at David, um, David is so brutally honest with God. And and I love that because, first of all, he's a, he's a man after God's own heart, which we all want to strive to be. But um, he just never holds back. And so I feel like that's a good picture for us. So if, if you have your Bible, you can open it. We're not going to spend a lot of time in there. But in um, Psalm uh, chapter 13, we see right off the bat this good picture of, of his frustration and him just being real and raw in his emotions with God. And so right away in chapter 13, he says to God, how long, Lord? How long will you forget me? How long will you hide your face from me? And how many of you have ever felt that way? Like, God, I don't feel you. I don't even know what to pray. I feel frustrated. I don't know if you're even there. And then, not even three chapters later, in Psalm 16, he goes in to say, um, I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. And then it goes on to say, you are my provider. You're my cup. You're my portion. You keep me safe. And it's like, talk about this swing of emotion there of, I don't even know if you're there. Have you forgotten about me? To God, I love you so much. You're so close. You, you're my provider. And I don't know if you're anything like me, but that sure makes me feel normal because that's my emotions right there. I feel like all over the place. So I feel like that's a great place if you're saying, hey, I'm new to this whole prayer thing. I don't even know where to begin. Just talk to God. Tell him your emotions. You can look at David, who I think is a beautiful example in the book of Psalms. Yeah, so, and that's one thing that we wanted to hit on too was that we recognize that everyone in this room is at a different spot in their faith journey. Like some of you have been doing this for your whole life, right? For years and years, some of you are brand new. And so we just wanna go back to the basics and say, hey, figure out where you're at, that way you know where to go from here. And so what is prayer? It's simply communicating with God. It's reaching out to your creator. Uh, one thing with that, it takes time to build a relationship with God. It's not something that's just gonna happen. You don't simply just fall into a relationship with God. Uh, I want you guys to think right now of your best friend or someone you're really close to. Would you say that you're able to communicate with them well? Probably, right? You're able to have easy conversations. You're able to be open with them. I would guess though that it wasn't like that when you first became friends. Like it took time to get to the point where you could be open, where conversation was easy. Uh, my best friend's name is Jeff, not Colonel or Pastor Jeff. We have too many Jeffs. It's, so many hard, Jeffs. it's hard to I'm keep track, truly. I'm friends with them too, <laughs> yeah. but my best, he's my age. 
So my best friend, his name is Jeff. We worked together for many years, all right? And we were together all day. We'd have lunch together. We did projects together. And after a couple of years, it got to the point where we just flowed so easy together. We would do projects together. We didn't really have to say that much because we just knew each other so well, right? We knew what was going on. We were able to be open. But again, it takes time to get there. And the same is your relationship with God. It's something that you have to work on. It's something that you have to practice. Prayer is something that you have to practice. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So God is always there, okay? He always gives us access to him. But there's one thing, you have to initiate. You have to be the one to reach out to him. He's waiting there for you. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants you to reach out to him, but you are the one who have, has to take the initiative in that area. Yeah, and I also think it's important to remember that prayer looks different for everyone, no matter the in in in, in and in different seasons. And so, you know, as a teenager, it looks different. You, you, you know, maybe have a little bit more time or um, you can schedule it out a little differently. But when I became a mom, like my prayer life, I had grand expectations of what my prayer life would be. I remember thinking, oh, I remember at mom's group one time, when I first started going um, at a different church, this mom said, now when you, when you feed your baby, you just sit down and you light a candle and you just have your prayer time. And I remember thinking, yeah, right. Like that is not how, that's not how it works. I feel like our kids have these like internal alarms that they just know like, oh, mom's having a moment to herself. I better go interrupt. So like, I remember when Lucas went off to school and he went to kindergarten the first year, I remember I was like, I'm gonna wake up at 6.30 every morning. And I did for a little while. And I'm going to have my prayer time with my cup of coffee, and it's going to be really good, just time with me and Jesus. It lasted three days, because then all of a sudden, Lucas knew that I was awake, and it was also time for him to get awake, because I was having my alone time. And so I had to shift my expectations and learn to pray as you go. And I think that that is such an important thing. You have to know, like, I have this routine. When I am washing the dishes, I pray for our youth and our church. When I'm in the shower, I pray for our children and our marriage. And you have to have these almost routines in your mind to learn to pray as you go. And I think it's super important if you have kids to also include them in that. So when we're driving to school, the kids know every morning, I say, okay, let's say our prayers. Let's pray for our, our friends. Let's talk about how we can be the light of Jesus. Do you have any prayer requests? Let's pray for your safety and your health. They just know that's what mom's going to do when she drives us to school. When we um, sit down at the dinner table, we have the same kind of routine. We talk about about their day and then they have their prayer requests and we have each one of them learn to pray aloud. We think that's important. Um, but also just learning to pray with them as well. So there's a story I told a couple years ago at mom's group and um, Lucas one morning he had spirit week at school and it was pajama day and I forgot about it naturally. <laughs> um, and so he woke up and he's like, it's pajama day and I need these Star Wars pajamas. They're my favorite pajamas. I'm going to wear them to school. And I was like, sure, let's find them. And I remember his face like change when he was so upset because we couldn't find these pajamas. And I remember it, just a check in my spirit said, well, why don't you pray for them? And I remember like having this conversation with God. I was like, I'm not going to pray for his pajamas because if you don't come through God and show him where our pajamas are, then he's not going to have faith in you and this is not going to go well. So I ignored it for a minute and then I felt it again, like stop and pray with Lucas. 
So I like took him like, Lucas, I feel like we're supposed to pray. Jesus hears our prayers, so let's pray for your pajamas. So we stopped and, and we prayed together and, and I was like in my head, Jesus, you butter come through, you butter come through. If I'm taking the time to include him in this prayer. And I opened my eyes and out of the corner of my eyes, right as I said it, amen, I found the stupid pajamas in the same, like I've looked in this spot before, but there they were. And I just remember like, okay, Holy Spirit, you are reminding me that I'm supposed to include my kids as I'm praying as I go. And so I think that's something, like, as parents, that's a really practical thing that we can do in our relationship with the Lord and our relationship with our kids as well, is you don't have to have this super quiet, beautiful moment um, with eloquent words to have a good prayer life with the Lord. It's praying as you go. Yeah, definitely. And we do want to say, though, like, it's important for you to have times where you, you know, sit down, be alone, be by yourself, get in the word, have extended times of prayer. Like, yes, we need to do that. But I think sometimes when we think of praying without ceasing, we're thinking, oh man, we're supposed to be on our knees all day. Like we're not supposed to think about anything else or do anything else, but that's just not how it is, right? And so I think we need to change our mindset and you're praying as you go. So when you're getting ready in the morning, when you're driving in your car, when you're at work, you're reaching out to your creator. You're telling him about the things that you're nervous for or the things that you're excited for throughout the day as you go. And we also want you guys to be careful to compare your prayer life with someone else's. Now, I think it's great to strive to keep growing in prayer, but there are just some seasons where our prayer life is going to look different than another person's prayer life. So yeah, I looked to great people of faith and say, man, like I want to have a prayer life like that. Like, I, And it's great to strive for that. But for like a mom or someone who stays home or someone who's working three jobs, your prayer life is going to look different. And that's okay. That's okay. God understands that. He just wants you to be in communication with him, reaching out to him. And so with that, we want you to understand that when you do reach out to your creator, we have a high priest who empathizes with us. Like we serve the God of the universe, the God who created everything, but he's not a far off God. He's a God who is right here and he's a God who understands your life. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Hebrews chapter four, Hebrews chapter four. We're going to start in verse 14. If you don't have your Bibles, the words will be up on the screen. It says this, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son. Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So when we look at this scripture here, we see that we serve a high priest. Jesus is our savior. He is king of the world. We should hold on to him. We should put our faith in him, but he's not a far off God. He's a God who understands your life. He's a God who understands your story and all your hurts and all your struggles and everything, all your dreams, everything about you. He empathizes with you. Anyone in this room ever been through something hard? No one, right? Just us, right? Yeah, we've all been through something hard. When you go through a hard thing, isn't it great to go talk to someone who's been through something similar, right? Because then when you talk to them, you know the way that they respond is genuine because they have been through it. They have felt the same things that you are feeling. Well, guess what? Since we are children of God and he empathizes with us, Jesus is always that person for us. 
There's nothing that you've been through. There's no hurt. There's no pain. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's, no, there's nothing that he doesn't understand. He empathizes with everything that is going on in your life. And another amazing thing about God is that he always gives us access to him. As parents, I want our kids to always know that they can come to us. Right? So like on a Sunday morning, when we're here and we're meeting people, we're talking to youth students, I want my kids to always know that they come first. That when they come up to us, they can tug on my shirt, respectfully, right? Or wait till we're done talking. But I want them to know that they are more important than the person that I'm talking to, right? Because God has called me to lead them first, right? I always want them to have access to me. But here's the deal. I'm a human being, and so I fall short in that area. So maybe it's I miss a phone call. Maybe it's I just simply fall short as a father because I'm a human. But it brings me ease to know that there's a father, a heavenly father, who will never fall short. Who when I fall short as a dad, they have a dad that they can always go to and he will always be there. He will always give them access to him. And that is how much he loves his kids. The fact that he's not going to get upset with you, the fact that he's, no matter what happens, no matter what you have to say, he's going to be there with open arms waiting for you, which leads us uh, to our next point. Like, that's how much he cares. God cares about what you care about. Yeah, so again, I kind of think of being a mom, and, um, you know, <laughs> when we were married, and Stephen liked Star Wars, I didn't really like Star Wars, and then and we had a boy who was really liked Star Wars, and, and so now I have watched all of the Star Wars movies because I want to understand what he's talking about. I want to be able to be in communication with him, and, and, um, and so it's the same thing with God. God wants to hear uh, what we care about because he loves us so much. He wants to be in communication with us, and sometimes as as a parent, you know, after I've heard about Star Wars for the 17th time that day, it's easy for me to, yes, Lucas, yes, Lucas, yes, I remember, yes, Darth Vader, it's good. But God never does that to us. He never, he never like pushes our thoughts aside. He's like, no, tell me more, tell me more. I care about you. And, you know, we kind of do that with, we kind of joke about the same thing with the youth group sometimes. It says teenagers will come and tell us a little bit about some YouTube star, and we're like, yes, we, yes, that's good, that's good. But God never, he, again, he wants to hear what's on your heart. And I think that that's something that's really important for us to remember is, is we can say the same thing over and over, and we can share what, what we care about because God created us to care about those things. As uh, youth pastors and just being involved in a church, we get asked to pray for a lot of different things. And let me be honest, <laughs> sometimes someone will ask me to pray for something, I'm like... I ain't praying for that. <laughs> I ain't praying for that, right? Have you ever had that where you're like, there are much more important things in the world to worry about. I'm not praying for your kid's chess team to win, right? Lord, please let the queen strike and defend the king. Like, what? You know? But here's the thing. Like, God's not like that. Yeah. There was a time <laughs> when we first started uh, in youth ministry. We we're having small groups, and Brooke was leading a group, and the kids were going around talking about the different things that they wanted to pray for. And one kid's like, I've just been really anxious lately. One kid is like, oh, you know, pray for my grandma who's sick. And then he got to one kid and he's like, I just really want to pray for world peace. And Brooke lost it, just started laughing in front of the whole group. And I'm like, Brooke, you're supposed this to be. This is a bad moment. <laughs> not my The not kid my never moment. came back. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well. <laughs> right? But sometimes for us as human beings, we're like, really? Like, that's what we're praying for? But God's never like that. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. 
he cares about what you care about. So whether it's about your upcoming vacation or about your mom who is sick, he just wants to hear from you. And he also wants us to bring our burdens to him. And so, so often, you know, we all have that one friend. You're like, please don't invite that friend to this party because they're just going to complain the whole time. Like, you can be like, look at this great ice cream cake that I got. And they're going to be like, I don't like ice cream. Or I'm tired, I'm cold, everything. You know, like, just on and on. Everything is just complaining. Well, we get to do that with God. Because in Matthew, where are my notes? Here it is. Matthew. Um, 18:11, Jesus clearly says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. So we get to bring our burdens and we get to complain to Jesus and we get to trade our weariness and our burdens for his rest. And that's what that verse is telling us. And so, you know, we, like I said, we all have those friends that just keep going on and on, but we get to do that with Jesus. We're invited. He gives us a special invitation to be that Debbie Downer, to, sh to share what's really on our heart, what's making us anxious, what's making us afraid, what, why are we feeling so burdened? We get to repeatedly tell those things to Jesus, and he cares, and he's not going to throw it aside, and I think that is amazing because we're not very good at that as humans saying, yes, please tell me again what your burdens are. <laughs> right, yeah, that's so true. The fact that God just says... Just be honest. Just be honest. What's going on in your life? I just want to be in relationship with you. So I want to encourage you all today. Uh, don't be afraid to bring the things that you care about to God. Never think that it's too small or too big. He wants to hear it. First uh, Peter 5, 6, and 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety or your cares, the things that you're worried about, the cares of this world, on him because he cares for you. Now, does that verse say, cast only your big anxieties? No, it says, cast all your anxieties. God cares about what you care about, so cast it all on him. So if we had to sum up this message into one thing that we want you to take away today, uh, it's that God just wants to hear from you. It doesn't matter where you're at, what you've done, how long you've been a person of faith. He just wants to be in relationship with you. And it's important for you to recognize where you're at. So maybe you're not at that point where you're getting up every morning and you're praying. Maybe you're not at the point where, you know, as you go, you're reaching out to your creator. But it's important to recognize and say, okay, this is where I am. And that way, once you know that, then you know how you can move forward, how you can take steps of faith and continue to grow. And so during the month of February, this is what we're doing. Like, we want to grow in this area. You know, we just got uh, done with the series a little while ago on spiritual maturity, and right? And this ties into that. Like, we, want, we don't want to stay where we are at in our faith. We want to keep growing, and our focus this month is on prayer and diving into the scripture. So we want to do something a little bit different today uh, to wrap up uh, the morning. We want to have a time of prayer. All right, and I know for some of you, you're like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable, but we just want to provide a space in this room for you to pray to God, right? Just you and your creator. And we want to bring it back to the basics because we know some people, even some people who have been going to church for a long time, they're like, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to start. I don't know what to say. And today we're just going to just do a little practical thing uh, and we're going to pray to God. And so if you want to stay where you are, if you want to walk around the room, if you want to, you know, get away from your family a bit or something just so you can be by yourself, we're going to provide a little space for you guys to reach out to your creator. Um, and we're just going to do a little guided prayer time. Does that sound good? Can we do that? Awesome. Perfect. So feel free to find a spot in the room if you'd bow your heads, close your eyes. 
and just start to push everything aside. Just get ready to connect with your creator this morning. Something you can do to start a prayer, you say, what do I do? Just say hello. <laughs> just say hi to God. He just wants to hear from you. So start off with that. Just say, hey God, maybe it's been a while. Maybe it hasn't. Then something I like to do is just tell him how I feel about him. Sometimes, being a pastor, I think that this part has to be, oh God, you are good, you are mighty, you are strong, which yes, it's like that a lot of times. But maybe today you're upset with God. Maybe today you don't understand why something's happening. He wants you to be honest with him. Tell him how you feel about him, what's going through your mind. So take a second and do that. So again, what are you excited about? What are you sad about? What are you happy about? What are you feeling nervous about? Take some time and, and just tell them what's on your heart.
wrap up my quiet time sometimes is just to renew my faith in Christ. And so I just tell God that I believe in him. I just tell him that I want to live my life for him. I ask him to help me be the father that I'm called to be, the husband that I'm called to be, the leader that I'm called to be, and that he would guide my steps and direct my life. So take a second and do that. Just renew your faith in Christ. Or maybe you're in here today and you've never started. Well, it's as simple as that. Just saying, Christ, I, Jesus, I believe in you. I want to live my life for you. some prayer teams up here at the end. If you would like someone to pray with you, God bless. We'll see you guys around.